0: This is To The Point, a rhino experience, pulled one of the top home services, marketing and operations podcasts, cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. Hey, what's up To The Point listeners? Today is going to be a little different. Actually, I think I said that on our previous podcast too, because Tall Paul wasn't, uh, wasn't there. It was just me and uh, my guest Brian Cohen. Actually, today is even more different because not only is my co-host, Tall Paul, not here, um, but it's mainly because, though he's at the nail salon getting a (laughs) mani-pedi or he's picking out a beautiful floral arrangement for his she-shed. Something along those lines. Who knows what he's doing, but he's not here. And actually, no one is here. I've even kicked producer Kyle out because this particular episode— is called a Chris confessional. So for those who don't know, I'm also, and it might be listening for the first time. Actually, if you're listening for the first time, um, it this might be kind of an odd episode for you to listen to uh, because you have not gotten to know me, your host of To The Point Home Services podcast. So you might want to go back and listen to a few other episodes prior to this just to kind of get the gist of it. But we've had some amazing episodes with um, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk coming on and we give him the keys and tell him what's it look like if he runs Vayner HVAC, we've had on, uh, Ishmael Valdez from next gen, Ken Goodrich from ghetto, Michael E Gerber, the Emith, um, my man, Jen's pulver lightweight champ. We've had a lot of phenomenal people on Kenny Haynes, uh, Frank DeMarco service champions. <clears throat> so go back and listen to some of those two and maybe get a little bit more of a, uh, idea of, uh, why a Chris confessional is anything, but I'm also the CEO of a company called Rhino Strategic Solutions which back in the day when I first started the company was called Brickyard Marketing based out of Indianapolis, Indiana, my home state of Indiana. I'm a Hoosier. So shout out to my Hoosiers listening. So since then, I've met so many amazing contractors of all shapes and sizes and I've had a lot of interesting conversations. I've also seen a lot of traits that successful contractors use. I've seen good and bad, and and part of the inspiration for this podcast in the first place was for those who know me is I have a uh, a massive heart to serve the trades. Um, and this podcast, you know, even though Gary Vaynerchuk is the one that had pushed me, told me this is you're going to start the podcast is to help those that maybe I can't work with that Rhino because we're not an option for the masses. We cannot work with every contractor. We are picky. On who we partner with, we have to have the same values, the same uh, uh, the same um, need to grow and to be competitive and all these things that we have to make sure we're a fit before we just partner with somebody. Um, it's a long-term play. I don't want to be a, a vendor to anyone who would be a partner, but we launched this podcast to help kind of like all these conversations I've had over the years that I wish I would have recorded so I could have shared that with all of you listening to give you little, you know, little things that you could have learned along the way to help move your business forward because I'm passionate about that. I want you to win. I want everybody to win. And the best way I can do it if I can't work with you and I can't be your marketing partner is to do something like this and help you. And this is what wakes me up in the morning. I'm so passionate about it. I'm passionate about it through Rhino because the, you know our, our whole um, mission statement is we exist to grow your business, period. That is it. Now, there's a lot. I'm going to unpack that in a little bit, but that is exactly what we do. That's exactly, uh, it's essentially client fulfillment which is, I believe, the most important thing for you as well. And again, there's more to that, but that is, got that to me, that's number one, is client fulfillment. Somebody's paying you money. That's about as personal as it gets. If you don't do what you say you're going to do, it can impact not only your client, but their families, their employees, their employees' families, uh, either positive or negative. Doesn't get more personal than that. So before I get into it, too, I just want to make sure, if you guys aren't following us on Facebook or Instagram or uh, even subscribed on YouTube, do it. Take out your phone. Right now, well, unless you're listening on your phone and go to Instagram, all you gotta do is search for To The Point Podcast. Look for the little rhino, you'll find it. Uh, same thing on Facebook. The Our Facebook page is To The Point Home Services Podcast. You'll find us on there as well. Um, but you keep up on that stuff because we're gonna be posting more and more things to make things more interactive with our listeners by request. Uh, things that we've been at, people have been asking us for. So we wanna make it a little bit more engaging and that way, it's not just a podcast once a week. We've got some good follow-up along uh, throughout each week. So, a Chris confessional, uh, basically in short, is going to be a, this will be a short episode on uh, successes and failures, like I'd said, um, and things that we've learned. Um, and, and now, today, you know, we sit, rhino sits with just a little over 100 rhinos, Still focused on growing contractors' businesses every single day. It's been that way for 13, nearly 14 straight years successfully. We've managed ma- managed to uphold our reputation because our why never changed. Our passion never changed. The need to serve never changed. Why is this important to you? Because it's not even about Rhino. It's not about Chris. It's about the things that we've learned from not only ourselves and growing Rhino to a eight-figure company with a... retention rate with an amazing reputation. Uh, I brag on that because it's not even about the money. It's about how we got there, had nothing to do with the money and everything to do with the client fulfillment. But I've also experienced this with a lot of contractors that have been in here. And I want to name drop a few that I've worked with throughout the years too, that have been impactful in what I've learned from. And and so some of these guys listen, some don't, but I just want to drop some names. First and foremost, Mike Branson. When I met Mike Branson, he was a brand manager for Carrier Corporation back in 2007. Is when I met him initially. He was actually the one that uh, influenced me to start my own company. Set out on start my own company. He's now the the president of Global Air at Reams. So shout out to Mike Branson, um, who will be on this podcast in the future. We just got him booked. Um, also to Joe Huck, Williams Comfort Air, Mister Plumber, out in Indianapolis, Indiana. Jeff Chapman, Chapman Heating and Air in Indianapolis. Tim Crop, Crop Metcalf. Um, you know what? I'm going to give a quick shout-out to to my man Ken Goodrich just for uh, um, pouring so much into us, into this podcast, into Rhino, I mean, on our friendship, and um, he's been huge on here. To my friend Pat Mediger, A1, up in Boise, Hoff Heating over in St. Louis, Eric up at uh, Brennan, up in Seattle, um, my man Alan O'Neill, Abacus and Berkey's, and then, uh, gosh, probably one of my favorite families next to the uh, Hoff family would be Alan O'Neill. Uh, I'm sorry, she's Don Rackler, who is the Duke. John Wayne Heating and Air down in uh, San Antonio. Um, there is a lot I've learned from these guys along the way, and it's not just how to get what does a consumer search for when looking for heating, air conditioning, furnace, uh, repair, I.Q. drain cleaning, sewer line repair, whatever it is, um, slab leaks, is I learned what matters. Like what do they want and how do I go get it? And that's literally been my focus is how do I bring in legit customers for these guys every day, and then I watch what they do. How do they, what do they do with it? How do their businesses perform? What are the things I see in them that I could share with the others to help them? And I'm going to share some of those things as long as, you know, as well as you know, what we've done. So one thing I'm going to do right up front too is um, I always ask our guests um, kind of how they got into the trades. And and I'm going to ask myself that, even though it's weird because I'm here by, my, by myself doing this, but I just want to share with you guys kind of how i got in the trades and i'm gonna this is gonna be a super fast thirty thousand foot view i need you to understand something um why i am the way i am and why i want to help the way i want to help like there, it's it this is a, a give without expectation um podcast we are a give without expectation or i'm a give without expectation person um and if that breeds business force great but i'm certainly not expecting it because if you don't expect it you can't be disappointed if it doesn't happen So you just give. feels good to give. But I always ask, what is the reason or how that I get in, or I get asked this, how did I get into uh, home services? How did I get into HVAC? So let me take you back. Um, I actually grew up in a small town in Indiana called Carverchal, Indiana. Well, just outside of it, in a big farming community. So I grew up in a farming family. So when you're in a farming family, um, I got two sisters, what you have to do is a lot of work, whether you want to or not. So you learn this little thing called work ethic as as a kid, and it just p- becomes part of who you are. And it's not like you even have an option. Like, you got to do it. If you've never detasseled corn, um, Google it. Worst job ever. Basically walk down every row of corn, pull the tassels off the top so the stock can grow taller, more ears of corn grow, and you can have a better harvest, which means more money. It's miserable. Um, but it's a job, and you learn work ethic as a, as a kid. It's kind of followed me through really my entire life though. So I'm grateful for it now, but all I did was just bitch and complain about it when I was younger. So, but how I get into, uh, through into HVAC actually comes from a story of perseverance, comes from a, uh, a story of you know, being competitive, um, not wanting to be mediocre, uh, all these things that have made me who I am today and, and what I am and what we do for our customers today. And I think, you know, which ultimately attributes to the success of the business and this podcast. Um, but I go you know, from farming to I was in, I was really big into wrestling, and wrestling, even though it's a team sport, you're very much an individual. And you're on the mat by yourself, so I put in my own work ethic, and I get the outcome I want. The harder I work, the better the outcome. Um, sound familiar? That's kind of how business works, right? The harder you work, the better the outcome. Um, you got to do things. We say all the time, you know, action uh, without ambition is useless. That's what I'm talking about. You got to put in the work. Um, but also, you know, from from wrestling, uh, I also went into, you know, was in, involved in racing. You know, in, in Indi- when you're living in the state of Indiana, you have to play basketball or you race cars. Like you, you do one or the other. And I wasn't very tall. So racing was for me. So I got into racing. Um, and I'll kind of share a little bit more on that later because where I ended up was in the Car. And so I was able to fulfill that dream because I didn't know of anything else I could do. I applied my competitiveness. I applied my perseverance and my will to my will to uh, want to win. And I was able to accomplish those things. Right out of, right out of high school, I moved to, in, to Arizona. My grandpa was a retired farmer. And he was a uh, snowbird out here in Phoenix, Arizona, where I am today. And uh, so I moved out to Arizona, too. I thought it looked cool. I uh, came out here and was super lost, trying to figure myself out. I'm you know, 20-year-old kid this point 2021 and so I took on this little sport of bull riding and uh to cut the story short I eventually joined the pro rodeo cowboy association bull riding circuit and that's what I did for two years uh super poor (laughs) won three rodeos um it was a fun ride lots of great experiences and memories um you know but it it obviously wasn't going to pay the bills when I had my first daughter so I had to do something different um but, you know, I went and worked in corporate America, and I found some places I worked for. And I found a, a, a once I kind of caught onto the uh, internet marketing side of things, um, and I really liked it, what I didn't like was the company that I worked for at the time, and I won't mention any names, um, was, I believed in what they told me. What it was going to do for these customers I was selling. And this wasn't just HVAC at this time. This is literally just all kinds of customers. But I believed that what I was selling them was exactly what was going to happen. And I'll bet you can guess what I'm going to say next. That's not what happened. SmartAC.com. SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. So I could not go and look another company in the face who I just asked to spend 500 5000 $10,000 a month on marketing with us and it didn't produce to spend that money again. There's no way. But as that was happening, I was learning it. So to be good at my job, I was trying to really understand how was it being done. What did we, I knew what we did, but how was it being done? So I learned it myself. And then once I learned it myself, myself and now my wife, I was like, you know, I can control what I do. Just like with wrestling, just like with racing just like with bull riding, I controlled my own input. I controlled my skill set. I did those things and I could control my own outcome. So I put in the work, I learned it. And I said, you know what? This doesn't feel good. I'm going to step out and do my own thing. And with a little nice little nudge from Mike Branson, who I talked about a minute ago, I started my own company. And uh, it's been easy from there. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, but since my, you know, myself and my wife, to see where this thing has grown over 13, almost 14 years now, um, blows my mind. But I'm the exact same today as I was then. The only difference is I learned how to be a leader. And that actually was something I had to learn how to do to lead people. And leadership is extremely important. So I want to just share with you real quick a, uh, a couple things that we focus on here at Rhino. And, and this is why it's important to you, so don't tune out. Everything I'm going to tell you is 100% applicable to your HVAC company, your plumbing company, your electrical company, your door, your garage door company, your roofing company, whatever it is, any home services company, whatever, any company, it is 100% applicable. Now, all I can do is share my experience, right? Um, I've been inspired uh, by the things that I've done and seeing what the outcomes have been, and these are things that you, can, you again, can apply to your business. So something that's extremely important to us here at Rhino is – Uh, and I'm going to talk in addition to client fulfillment at this point, like the actual job of doing internet marketing is the people in here. You have got to pour into your staff. You cannot forget about that. We want to make sure every month they're getting smarter. So we give them an education budget and we give them education goals and KPIs. Every month you got to get smarter. You have to get smarter. We created this thing called Rhino U, Rhino University, so that way people can cross-reference and cross-learn different departments if they want to, to make themselves better at their job. Um, we have Rhino service days. Once a month, we go and serve somewhere, uh, wherever we're at. We Now we've got, um, say, around 50, 60 employees that are that work out of the, the headquarters here in Phoenix, Arizona. We have uh, our satellite office in Charlotte. We have some folks in Indianapolis still that work there. So there, some of us are spread out in California. But everyone goes and serves somewhere that day. And they do that for two reasons. You need to fill your tank on um, on being, I believe, on being uh, grateful. Grateful for what you've got and grateful for what you have the ability to give to others. Um, but what that also does, it's almost like a team builder. So while we're giving to others who are in need together, it actually strengthens the bond between you and your staff. It feels good to give. And when you do it together, it creates this like different, relationship that makes everybody tighter and you need your staff to be tight, close, family. That's why I'll be called by the Rhino family here. So we, I love being able to give them that opportunity to connect. And this is something you could easily do. Now, listen, we've gotten to the size where we can't, you know, we can't all do it at the same time. We used to do it all in one groups, but not a lot of companies can accommodate a group of our size. So we have to split it up, but we're still going and serving every single month. And that's what we've done since the very beginning. And it keeps our our uh, attrition rate of staff extremely low because they know we genuinely care not just about them and our customers, but about serving together. You know, I care about them as human beings and I don't fake it. It's real. Misogi. This is something I'm extremely uh, excited about that we added last year. And Misogi is basically a, J- a Japanese ritual. It's a word that something that we had learned from a, a leadership camp. I took my executive team to with a guy named Jesse Itzler um, in Georgia. And what it is, is basically I love giving experiences, so I want everyone to live a life full of experiences. And sometimes you got to push them to do it because people will, you know, you've got employees that will just work right through it and not do anything. You got to force them to go and do something, create experiences. You can't go back. So I like to do the Masogi and like, to give you an example, this is a Masogi is, is you go and have one experience each year. We pay for it. Um, and it's something that you will never, ever forget. Like, Hey, in 2021, this is what I did. I'll never, ever forget it. To give you an example, somebody in here went and took bull riding lessons, which, by the way, was pretty cool, um, and then went and wrote, did bull riding, and then we documented it. Someone went to uh, do like a week long backpacking trip through the mountains and documented it. Someone went skydiving. Someone um, went and did, I learned how to play piano and then sang a song. Um, it's pretty cool, like seeing everybody, everybody go through these experiences, and we gave that to them. It's just another way of letting them know you care and then giving them the gift of experiences. And things they'll never forget that are going to mean something for to them for the rest of their lives. That shows your employees you care. They don't leave. It's really hard to get your employees uh, poached if you genuinely are going above and beyond to take care of them. We have a good time committee in here, okay? And so all that good time committee does is come up with different things that we can do internally to have fun. Not saying we don't work because we work a shitload. It's just that we can have fun and do it too. So maybe it's you go you come in one day's onesie day. Uh, we just did something called Random Act of Kindness Day. So it was a uh, um, a day where every employee did a random act of kindness for another employee. It was pretty amazing to watch what everybody was doing for each other. That was pretty sweet. But having a good time coming to come up with different things, like having putting together different team builders or games or whatever that you can do to continue to bring your team closer. Because the tighter your team, the tighter your employees, I promise you, the better they will fight for you, for your leadership, and for your customers. 100%. People want to, I think people want to be led with passionate and meaningful people. So give them those experiences. Lead by influence, not intimidation. I see too much of people trying to lead by intimidation. This is, that, don't, cut it out. But your attrition rate's high. Don't intimidate people. Lead by influence. Care about them. You'll be amazed at how much you get out of somebody who does that. Create good leaders and a clear growth path for not only just your leadership, but also for your employees. That's one thing that we make sure is crystal clear is what's next for you and how can we help you get there. And then we do one-on-ones to keep on top of it, to help them. And so that way we do what we say we're going to do. You know, Like I said, be intentional with your staff. Listen to hear what they have to say, not to react to what they have to say. Okay, listen to that again. Listen to hear what they say when you ask them a question or they bring something to you, not to react. Extremely important, being good listening. And by the way, I had to learn that because I think I naturally want to react to what somebody says and I'm already thinking about it. And maybe that's my sales brain or my marketing brain. So it's like a skill I had to learn. Is to just sit, listen, be okay with thinking about it for a second and then responding from actually hearing what they said. So something to be, uh, something to be cautious of. Be empathetic. You know, it's okay. It's okay to get emotional for your employees. It's okay to be empathetic for your staff. It's okay to show emotion. Um, Genuinely care. Don't fake it. Don't fake it. I have on my office uh, a huge sign that says, don't be an asshole, be authentic. Um, I see too much of that, unfortunately, over my career of seeing people who, you know, whose egos might be a little bit too big. And I've seen a lot of change too, which has been cool. Um, But don't be an asshole. Be authentic. Genuinely care about them. Another thing, get rid of toxic employees. I've been through this too, where I held on to someone too long because they're a really good employee, um, but their attitude and the things they were saying were toxic to my other staff. I held on to that person too long thinking I could change them, and the reality is is you can't, and that spreads like a cancer. So even if you have the best employee, if they're toxic and you've had the discussion with them and they do it again and again, Get rid of them. It's going to cr- cripple the business and what you can actually do moving forward. And I and I, this is something I talk about often. Stop worrying so much. People worry about 90% of the shit that never happens. 90% of the shit you worry about never happens. You wasted your time and effort and mental health and all this stuff and, may, and potentially somebody else's time which in money, worrying about something that never happened and attack the 10% of shit that does come up when it comes up. Okay, clearly there's some things that you can do preventative. I'm not talking about that, but 90% of the stuff, man, stop worrying about it. You are wasting your time. Imagine all the time you get back. Another top topic, your company vision has got to be crystal clear. My company vision is this. We exist to grow your business, period. Every single person in this office knows it, they know our core values. They make decisions based off our core values. We empower them to do those things. If they can't get in touch with their leadership team for some reason because they're in a meeting they need to make an immediate decision, reflect on the core values. And does your decision match those core values? If it does, we will always support it. But they got to know. But they got to know their core values. So we create these little wristbands and gave it to them and they put them on when they come in here. Just something they've always got to reflect on. But they got to know those core values and that they're crystal clear. And the last thing, and I'm going to elaborate on this one more so, Um, In this podcast You got to know your why You have got to know Your why And I'm going to unpack that 90% Don't be like the 90% of people that Don't really know The why They do business But they know the what And the how This is what we do And this is how we do it And listen Listen I can tell you this. As soon as I changed my mindset from what we do and how we do it to why we do it, and that was my focus, my business changed. It seems silly, but it helped me make a mental shift, and it impacted this business, and we've we've been on a rocket ship ever since. And where this came from was a guy named Simon Sinek. Somebody shared this with me in, uh, I think it was 2009. I listened to... A Simon Sinek, uh, who is now a author, or as he says, author. Um, But he put on a TED Talk, a clinic of a TED Talk that's like 18 minutes long. I I urge you to Google it. Check it out. 18 minutes. I promise you, well worth it. I'm going to share some of it. But um, on Starts With Why. You know, it's really kind of all about how great leaders inspire action uh, from their consumers, number one, because that's what we're trying to do is, is create business, but you're doing it through your Why? Um, and also through, like, recruiting. Like, why would somebody come and work for you? But people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Okay? People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And you've got to be passionate about it. And you can't fake it. If you're not passionate about what you're doing right now, I beg you. Do something else that you are passionate about. Stop wasting your time. <laughs> you got one go at this. Don't waste your time. Time is limited. You don't want to have any regrets. That is my biggest fear is... To have regret on not trying and doing something, I've literally tried everything I've wanted to do. And listen, I've I've graciously I say I've exceeded at most of those things. I'm not being an egotistical guy. I'm not like I'm just saying I don't. You can't lose if you don't stop trying, man. You can't fail if you don't stop trying. Just keep going. But for goodness' sake, be passionate about it. Whatever you do, be passionate about it. If you're doing, if you're listening to this podcast right now, and you're like, shit, I'm doing this job because it pays me well. I'm doing this job because it's what. I need you to sit and really think, are you really doing what you're, if you're not doing what you're passionate about, is there something else you can go and figure out? Or can you be more passionate about your job if you just did more or tried more or whatever? Um, But whatever it is, be passionate about what you're doing. I beg you of that. Time is a limited resource that you have and it's the most valuable resource that you have. So you can't go back and change the past, but you can stop right now where you are and change your future. Okay, I urge you so much to do that. So let's let's dig into this real quick. And when I talk about you know, your why, I'm not talking about, you know, like not profit. That's a result of the why, but your purpose. You know, why does your organization exist? And I'm going to give you a couple examples. And, th- and this is where I'm getting into some of these, you know, meetings I've had over the years and the contractors I've met with on things that I've seen them do uh, that have made them successful or fail. Um, and a lot of it starts with those who have the why figured out, dialed in and everybody's focused on it are successful. Like without question are successful. So a perfect example would be like, why do you get out of bed? You know, what, why should anyone care about you, your company? You know, It could be because you say, Hey, well, we passionately care about, you know, making sure that you and your family are comfortable, safe, and able to focus on what's most important. And that's your health. Uh, how you do it is because we train our technicians and they're very professional. We have a fair price. We're honest. We do great work. Uh, And then what is, is we sell our conditioning services or we do plumbing, flip it. Everybody that you that's in your industry does air conditioning. You know, all the, any of your, I guess, peer companies, like I said, are are doing the same thing as you, but what's, what makes you different than them? We get there faster, Chris. Um, Our prices are cheaper. Um, I don't necessarily care if it's price, quality, like what it is that you do, but whatever you're passionate about, but you need to sell your why. People make decisions on feelings. Actually, I'm not going to say everybody, uh, but the ma- the majority make decisions based off of a feeling. Now, you can create those feelings by images, videos, what you say, how you treat you know someone, things like that, but it's your why that sets the hook. Why do you get out of bed? Why should anyone care about you? Do you genuinely, genuinely care about doing what's right for the homeowners that you serve or the uh, commercial contractor or the commercial companies that you serve? Whatever it is, what is your why? My why? We exist to grow your business, period. It is as personal as it gets to me, and it should be as personal as it gets to you. What makes you different? It's your why. Figure out that why okay something that i would i i think helps you get there is it's okay if you don't have that figured out it's okay if it's hazy right now hopefully this encourages you to figure out your why and then you make sure your entire staff knows that why so you might call it a vision call it what you want but you need to beat that into their heads over and over and over and over but you got to mean it You have got to mean it because the second you start preaching it and then you aren't an example of what you're preaching, you lose that credibility. But if the vision is clear, your why is clear to your consumer on why you are the right heating and air conditioning company, why you are the right plumbing company, why you're the right electrical company, and you set the hook, all you got to do is reel that thing in. Don't break the line. I promise you, if you come up with that and you put that out there first— you have now set yourself apart from 90% of your competitors. You put yourself in a smaller pool. So I urge you, please do that. And I'm going to finish with this. Don't be afraid to be a humble leader, okay? It's okay to admit if you make a mistake. It's okay to admit you might not know. It's okay to ask for help. And those that do, maybe be the dumbest guy in the room, tend to have greater success. And I've seen it time and time and time again from all these contractors I've worked with then and now. And these are traits that they use. The most successful use these things. And what's great about all this is that I didn't know this stuff. I learned it by being in business and paying attention. I had to learn how to listen. I had to learn how to not be an egotistical asshole when I first, you know, went, and that actually happened real quick because as soon as I started my company, I went from making a ton of money to very little money. You know you started your business. it's It's a rough go in the beginning. That humbles you real quick. But I learned these things along the way. And I have good leadership in place. And we take care of our customers. We get in the trenches. We fight for them. We do whatever it takes. Are we perfect all the time? No. I admit it when we're not, but I also stand up for us when we are. You know, And I'm, I do that on behalf of not only our customers because they need to know. I do it on behalf of our staff. Let your ego go if you've got one. Don't be an asshole. Be authentic. I appreciate you guys listening so much to this. I'm going to finish with one quick thing. Uh, the volume of reviews we've gotten, I mean, this podcast has become one of the best, most downloaded podcasts for home services. I'm super grateful when it comes to the marketing and operations side of the business. Extremely grateful for that. And all the reviews are the reward that I love. It's my, what gets me out of bed. Is I love knowing that it actually helps someone. That's what means the most to me. And here's this one. Uh, this is from K N S S M M K R. Informative and entertaining. Five stars. I had to give this podcast five stars. Not only because they do they uh, not only do they provide incredible and, and informative content, but it's also entertaining. Chris Paul and the variety of guests share their. Ex- your years of experience in the industry, which includes great advice and guidance, highly recommend if you're all if you're at all interested in more uh, home services, internet marketing, or just need a good laugh. <laughs> so appreciate that so much. I love getting reviews. Please, if you don't know how to give a review, go to the podcast, scroll all the way through the episodes down to the bottom, and then there's you'll notice it says leave a review. Um, we would I would love to see those, and then we'll start sharing them more on these episodes. But thank you so much from the absolute very bottom of my heart. I get there was no like amazing guest on here. It's just me doing a Chris confessional. But I'm kind of pouring my heart out to you. And so you guys understand my why. And why I want to help you so much. And why this podcast means so much. But I promise you, just in that small little things that I gave you, aren't just things that Rhino does. These are things I've learned from my home services customers over the 13 years on what they've done to make themselves successful and then applied it to my business. And thus we've become successful. And we're just getting started, baby. I still got a lot of asses to kick and a big business to grow here. And a lot of people in house to make leaders and a lot of contractors to make super wealthy because we do the right thing every single day because we exist to grow your business period until next time. Appreciate y'all. We'll see you, listeners. Thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe, and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, It's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and hit write a review and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.